0: A
1: little snug, no, I think it looks good
0: because they're jeans, though,
1: so they're not, yeah. Pull down, yes, sir. Just try to keep your legs crossed
0: in five, four, three, two, one. Right when you're sipping, welcome back to Buckle Up, baby, Buckle Up with Mike and Ami. The Buckle Up Podcast, episode
1: 25 25th anniversary of our first episode.
0: Um, yeah, I guess so. That's exciting. Yeah. We're rolling, Michael. Yeah, man. We are rolling. We'll be at 100 one day.
1: Yeah. That'll
0: be cool. Probably in how many days from now?
1: I think we know exactly when we'll be at it. In 75 weeks. What is that, over a year? Year and a half?
0: Oh, my God. Let's do two a week. (laughs) So... What's the latest, Michael?
1: So uh, you tell me, you uh, last time we met, you had finished night one night of one. your two night residency at Stand Up New York.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were feeling good. I was feeling then... good, and I didn't want to feel too good because I had a second show that right, night. Right, right. And so, you like, sure you not know. if
1: you were going to bomb, like that other comic. Yes, I
0: didn't want to. I didn't want uh, to get too cocky in my head. Like, if I said it out loud, oh, it was great, and how good I felt, yeah, yeah, it could yeah. have affirmed a sense of comfort for me. Yeah. And I, in a way, like I was, I was certainly anxious for the first one and had the nerves. And then for the second one, it's like just as much for different reasons because now you're like, okay, I did well one night. So can I match that? How do I feel again? Can I repeat it? And it was just a lot of fun. It it was a confirmed kill. Great. I brought up the energy more. I had more fun with it. I played with it more. And to be able to do two sets back to back consistently Mm -hmm. as confirmed kills validated by other comics i took i was flying high for the next couple of days just pure euphoria which i haven't had post-performance right
1: Uh, yeah you were calling me you were telling me the president's trying to kill you and you need to leave your family oh please and uh (laughs) i wasn't there
0: (laughs) i wasn't there but i was certainly in a place where it's like Everything is very crystal clear, and I have to be <laughs> yeah. careful when I'm like that,
1: right? Yes, I want I want to hear. Do you, do you, do you worry about that?
0: I'm 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 I watch that it. sucks. I watch that it. Sucks. It does. It's just part yeah. of life. It yeah. comes with the package. I watch yeah. it. Like okay, especially because you're getting very little sleep. I was getting very little sleep just yeah. from being out late for the shows and then up early to work, and then the very next day after my set at mm-hmm. Stand Up New York, I went straight. It was just constant momentum. I went to Minneapolis the next morning, six thirty a.m. Yeah. flight. To record some Gary V content shtick for this Call of Duty team called the New York Subliners. Fascinating world that I discovered.
1: So I don't know anything about it. All I saw was your stories on Instagram and I didn't understand what was going on.
0: I'm sure you didn't because I didn't and I was doing it. (laughs) You know the scene in Blade when he walks in and all the vampires are dancing in this underworld? In the club? In the club. Yeah, yeah.
1: and the blood comes down from... So
0: I felt like... I went to this hotel in Minneapolis for what's called the Major Two Conference, which is one of four major competitions of competitive eSports Call of Duty players Uh and teams. Right. And it's a huge ballroom filled with hundreds of people watching these competitive teams... From different state, from Atlanta, New York, uh, all over the country, competing in Call of Duty video games, uh-huh. and people are cheering and going crazy, and there's announcers, and it looks like a massive sports event because it is. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is this the whole time? So I'm learning this terminology: SMGs, submachine gun, and assault rifle players. The the team, the I think I just did a Gary Vee voice accidentally. The the team <laughs> players are all nervous day of game day, and they're celebrities to like the virgins online how, waiting to go in. How old are they? Some of them are like 16 to 18 to 20s, but some of them are making 50K, 100K right. from tournaments throughout the year. And there's the winner streaming on of this, Twitch. Yeah. So they build their followings on Twitch and Discord. And the winners of these tournaments make like, like, like hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah. The teams. The teams. And then
0: throughout the year, there's other tournaments. So what a way to stick it to the boomers who told us all to stop playing video games when these right. kids...
1: Wrong. The truth is
0: they were right because because we would have been broke and failures cuz this stuff wasn't around by the time we got right, adults. Right, right. so maybe they were right they were just off on their timing yeah but these but these kids are also super serious and dedicated yeah. and they have like they have like you know names like flash and phase and you know you know, sickle dickle, I don't yeah. know. But do you- <laughs> but they play on these big screens and it's everyone's cheering and I'm like watching this and I'm there trolling as Gary V. That was the
1: shit. So so one of the teams hired you or the event? So one hired of the you? team
0: yeah, one of the teams is like a Minnesota based team that like Gary V's actually a part owner in or something, and no. I was brought in as a uh, What a, a- creep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> there's a part owner and a child video
0: it's game. It's not since. child. I'm saying the, the, the esports franchise is is like the Call of Duty ownership. Like the investors are legit. Wait, uh, so, for all
1: these teams so what does he invest in the, the
0: tournaments or there, the, the, in... the teams all have owners oh there's and a the, league there's, there's a league, league. okay he all... invests in the league yeah in pro- a team in, a team in, in the league. league but the team is funded by whatever you know the esports franchise that is is like like xbox and call all yeah. the sponsors are microsoft you know like yeah, you legit know what Tim Dillon con- would
1: say about all this
0: <laughs> That what?
1: It's just a way for pedophiles to, oh, to sort of do it above the... There was a
0: few of those, and they happened to be very <laughs> nice there. They were gentle. Um, I hear that. But it's it's more that what you're looking at is, you know, like the Revenge of the Nerds. It's like these kids are... Yeah. The, it's super serious and invested and sponsored. I mean, this looked like Vegas a little bit, yeah, like no, a mini it's, Vegas.
1: It's definitely, I'm, I'm out of touch in that way. I don't know. I, don't, um, right, so I know thing, it's a big deal I, and I don't know it at all. It's
0: the first time I'd ever seen it, one of the things I was fascinated was the people I was doing it with on the team who were like yeah. putting it together were telling me about how they grew up just watching YouTube. <laughs> they didn't watch shows. They uh-huh. watched YouTube and games. And what it harps on is when you're sitting there with your brother and he's playing a video game and you're just watching him with your friends. Yeah,
1: I did that all the time. Yeah. Growing up. So
0: yeah. that that was the seed. Yeah. And then eventually just expand that audience from your little brother watching you to Twitch. And then on Twitch, you know, you have to subscribe to people to follow for most people. So these people, $5 a month, they get a couple thousand oh. followers watching them play video games oh. every day for a few hours. And I was even talking with the team about like doing some, do you play Call of Duty? I'm like, no. It's like, would you want to like work? I'm like, I don't think I could commit three hours a day to Call of Duty as a career move. It's just it blowing my mind. But, but people do. And it's real. Yeah. I was blowing my mind. Anyway, I had a lot of fun doing it, but yeah. it was straight off of the stand-up set just to connect the two. Yeah. So I'm going to that and I'm shooting that. And over the course of it all, I just end up in this sort of, in a good place. Wait, and, hold, a-
1: and your job was to go around and create...
0: It's Sketches, to like man ro- on
1: the street, jaywalking type correct. stuff. Correct,
0: Gary on the street, kind of bad Gary. Gary 2.0. We came up with Gary 2.0. Okay. I go around and I'm like trolling it to be like, oh, that's some real shit. Like, I think they're going to fucking lose. That's okay. I love losing. Like, I'm doing yeah. all that. So it's basically Gary V parody content. Got it. And I'm going around to people like, hey, hey do you have a question for me? He's like, Gary, how do you feel about the subliners? Like, honestly, I don't care because I think like, honestly, if you get a bullet in the head, that's that's somebody else put that into your head. That's just That's just mm-hmm. your opinion. <laughs> like, I was doing that. Yeah. And like messing with the terminology, like I think in SMG, which stands for submachine gun, I was like, I think in SMG you could flip that into an NFT. That other team has PMS and now I have syphilis. Like I was just totally off my rails. Yeah.
1: And people (laughs) liked it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was fun. And now we're rolling it out into content. They put it out on their channel. Cool. And I'm putting it out. I I have a bunch of the footage too. So I'm going to be doing stuff with it, which is a lot of fun. And then, um, and I was just walking around trolling everybody. Yeah. I went up to the trophy. That they win, which is this big shield that looks like a Comic-Con, like, you know, uh, what's it called? Cosplay shield? Yeah. That you win. Yeah. And like, excuse me, how much for the shield? <laughs> I could flip that shit. I'll give you five bucks. The guy's like, uh, this is priceless. And I'd be like, uh, three cents to fucking steal. Like, yeah. so I was just messing with people and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll show you clips after. Maybe we'll air it on the pod. Yeah. But I went up to the snack bar and I was like, excuse me, how much for the Twix bar?" <laughs> I went up to this like the refreshments yeah. to buy snacks and I asked them if I could flip their Twix bar. Yeah. And they're like, uh, no, this is two dollars. I'm like, ah, I'll give you 25 cents. <laughs> you know, that was the bits. Right. That was the shtick.
1: Right. I don't know Gary V that well. Okay. Although I saw him, I just watched him. I watched the full episode with him and on Andrew Schultz. Yes. On Flagrant. And um, it was great. They brought us up. Oh, yes. I wanted to ask you. Yes. Yeah, first of all, he's, do you hear what he said about all the people who are going to perform at the, what, at the at
0: VCon? What's that? Well, he paused. He paused when they asked him that. Yeah. Yeah, so he paused. So he said, "Baby." He paused
1: what do you mean he paused
0: (laughs) when they when when they said to him uh, they said to him something along the lines of like you should have them perform here and he said like we'll see oh yeah 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 no but
1: well he said like there are people making comedy careers out of impersonating yeah I I'm so proud of them right like these people
0: are getting and like this was all and then so he didn't so in the clips, they rolled out the different impersonators.
1: Yeah. So the guy, the guy who they showed, mm-hmm. I don't know what your relationship to him is. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. I thought he did a really good impression, too. name is Nimas. I thought he did a really good impression, really good impression this guy. Um, I laughed at it. We're in touch, um, him and
0: I, because yeah. when we both got mentioned and shouted out in the little clips. because right. Who
1: pl- started doing it first, him or you? I
0: don't know the Hard answer to, to that. Okay. I don't know the answer to that. I think I did. Are you bigger than he is? In terms of numbers, followers. he has a good amount of followers on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know his all across his platforms, but he's a Canadian guy, yeah. nice guy, yeah. does a lot of different sketches and skits online, and he has a Canadian following. Yeah. So oh. he's got like a couple hundred thousand on Instagram. I, I, he I was don't like know a
1: softer. One. I like he was like a softer guy. Yeah, v. yeah, a little yeah, higher. It higher. Talk? It higher. It was higher. It was It's a little higher. higher. It's a
0: little, different angles, yeah. different things. But I, liked, I get. Ta- I found him because people were tagging me in his yeah. videos, and I'm like, oh, nice. Good. I, liked, I, the I like more than Mary. I
1: like you when Gary V is vulnerable and talks. Um, like, like he, he, the, the, the narrative, his narrative goes away for a second, and he, like, he goes somewhere, and he actually talks, like,
0: like not preachy, little more not in your face. Yeah, where what he did he was, do in that? One he that said like?
1: something really nice where he was like, um, "You did not watch it? I did. Oh, well, the, not the, the whole episode. Oh, the, but... the part where he said, like, you know, he, he's gonna die, and then he'll he'll trend for a day on Twitter, and then everyone will forget him." I thought the fact is, you were yeah. gonna die. Thought that was like, oh, oh and then the thing he said, he was like, I think he he was like, what I'm good at is is like knowing when something's gonna start. Like that's what I'm great at detecting like, something. Yeah, he he said like he used to sell uh, baseball cards. He said he overheard one conversation <laughs> at a at a conference. Yeah, at a convention, he sold his entire collection that day, and like a few months later, the whole market died. Like he's he's like. I'm not good at a lot of things. What I'm great at is, like, noticing a trend. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that's, that's what I do. I notice trends.
0: And point them out and scream from the rooftop. Yeah, it, it
1: was very, like, um, it wasn't... Yeah, it was, it was very, like, um, did understated. Did I you get a nice. better
0: impression of him watching I got now. a better yeah. impression of
1: him, yeah. Right. Oh, oh no, the best thing he said, this is the part I love most, where he said, it's like that thing where people think I'm a hustler con man. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're not wrong about that. And he's like, if my father... If I wasn't raised by my father... I have that in me and I probably would have become that type of guy. He's like, I, 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 I used to love to, I would say whatever I need to do to get the sale. Like mm-hmm. that was my ethos. And my father like beat that out of me. Yes. So I stopped.
0: There's a video where he's like choking up and crying and getting emotional about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought it. that was really nice. Um, yeah. So he
0: acknowledges yeah. that the, the, the vibe that could be given off and mm. that it's not just in other It's not just a heads. vibe.
1: He's like, that's part of my personality. That like, I have to I, watch out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, look, here's the thing with Gary. At the end of his videos, here's the main giveaway. He's not ever charging anything right. when, he, when you watch his content. Everything that anyone has ever consumed from Gary and, like, and hates on, they've gotten for free. There's no promise of a course afterwards. There's no bait and switch. So if you want to hear more about how to hustle and win with baseball cards, click the link below. Yeah, it's it's not that. So that's a real indicator that I think he's just giving out and like he's putting his money where his mouth is in terms of believing that you have to put out value and give it out. And he's not trying. There's no other hidden agenda. It's all right. like out on his sleeve. Yeah, like he's pretty clear about what he is and what he wants to happen and how he wants to be perceived and
1: yeah. you know
0: re- received by people yeah as opposed to these guys who are like on youtube ads selling courses on how to make a million dollars quick yeah. if you just listen to what he's saying most yeah. of it's oh i get it you have to like put in the work i get it um yeah. i get where the funny is obviously right, right, right. <laughs> but um yeah. but we'll see what yeah. happens i mean well,
1: the, the, the funny is that he's constantly performing yes but when he stops performing for a moment i think he's very charming
0: right yeah. right yeah. that so you got to see that of i didn't yeah, watch the whole cool. schultz episode but yeah. So what was weird is they, they featured, they featured uh, Niemann's impersonation, which was cool. But yeah. then in the thumbnail, they put me. Yeah. I think that yeah. might have been just maybe because I wasn't mentioned explicitly. Like, I got the sense yeah. that maybe they felt like, let's put this guy on too or like to give me some fame. Why would they do that? I think
1: maybe, maybe you're the best looking or you're, or, <laughs> or, or, or you're the most like obviously Gary. Maybe Of like But of like, I also
0: I also the day it was on I, I posted a uh, Like a a, a, a funny video That they liked And the producer Alex yeah. Of Of flagrant yeah. like, Went ha ha Laughing my ass off Like in my messages Yeah and then they posted a couple hours later, the thumbnail with me on it. Yeah. So I thought maybe there was a connection like, dude, let's feature Like, Like, let's do something with this guy. Too. I
1: felt bad for you because they, yeah. they showed the video of Nemoz and they were cracking up. And yeah. I was like, that must feel good for Nemoz.
0: It felt good. That was cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, I got my mention you know, there no, and no, everyone saying. has their moments. No, for
1: Nemoz though, they like, they, you know, they didn't watch your video and crack up. Right. That would have been even cooler. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would have. Thanks. <laughs> <very
1: much. They laughs> I did not watch, you. They did not watch my you. video.
0: Sometimes those things sting, and they do sting. Sometimes, but you know, I've had my moments too, and we all will have our turn in the spotlight, in the sun. So Andrew I'm not worried Schultz about
1: it. Andrew Schultz will laugh at everyone's video for 10 seconds in their lifetime,
0: right? Everyone gets an Andrew. Everyone <laughs> gets
1: an Andrew Schultz laugh in their lifetime.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, but um, but it was uh, yeah. but it was it was so that stuff was so happening before. Yeah, so
1: so you're at the oh, I'm at this conference. You're at, you're at this conference. At
0: the point, yeah. So what I'm just saying is, I was sort of I had to maintain. The thing is, after the stand up sets, and yeah. I had very little sleep, I still had to maintain so much energy mm-hmm. because I had to perform for, tw- for like all day shooting mm-hmm. as Gary in these mo and doing this, like, and, and have to keep my c- like comedic muscle going. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't let up. I was on like backup reserves.
1: And How many days was this? Conference? It was just
0: a day, but it was yeah. out of Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And I was working on so many other things too, yeah. outside of just like with composing stuff. So I was just like really burnt, but I was pushing. So I was just like, like, you know, ugh, eyes baggy, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. rubbing it, rubbing my eyes and just like going for it. Yeah. And it kind of eventually just put me into this, like, and maybe being in comedy zone for so long yeah. and like then afterwards editing the stand up clips and posting them, I maintained a sort of steady euphoria plus adrenaline plus euphoria that I hadn't yeah. felt since like my very first battle of the bands playing as a musician, which sort of my initiated me in as a band, as a performer. Mm-hmm. There, you have these moments where. You know, when I won my first commercial, had my music in a commercial, I was like, okay, I'm a commercial composer. Like, it's a validating thing. Mm-hmm. And doing stand-up last week was a validating thing. Right. And not only that, you not only feel proud of what you've done, you feel excited about you about what you will do mm-hmm. in a realistic way. Yeah. Not in a dreamy way. Oh, one day I'll be able to. No, no. I've given myself permission to say, and I think that does start to change things. All of a sudden, other stuff started to book. Oh, like, yeah? I've had a few other things come my way oh, since no way. that I have something booked in May, um, doing the industry room in uh, in at the Broadway Comedy Club on a Saturday night, and then another guy reached out. Maybe like it, it sort of pushes the affirmations that you yeah. tell to yourself forward into now it's real.
1: Yeah,
0: go now you're doing it, and now you you don't hold your own self back wondering if because maybe you don't put yourself into positions of pressure right. if you don't think you're gonna if you don't know how yet you're gonna perform. Like I didn't really promote the show too heavily because mm-hmm. I need to get up there first then. Invite myself to that space. Uh-huh. So that was cool. And then well all the things in my, in, of all my material started to like come together and uh, solidify because once I understood doing, and I, I'm, I know like I'm one bomb away from everything I'm saying being like, oh shit, forget it. Yeah. But cause you go through these peaks and no, valleys, Enjoy it though. but I'm just saying now that I knew that all the stuff I was working out at Mike's in, in front of like comics was not working and then killed live. I'm like, okay, I think I know how a joke can function live and how it can work. And now that you've just tested it mm-hmm. and seeing what works, what doesn't work, how it can be improved. Like it finally crystallized a little bit for me, the process of joke writing to joke performing. And cause I hadn't had that yet really mm-hmm. until those two shows. And then it makes all the other material I've been writing. It infuses it with confidence. Right. Like, okay, this in front of the right audience, this joke is funny. Mm-hmm it validates everything as yet that has been done and is yet to be done. Wow. Cause for a while, I haven't even been doing that much different material. I've just been doing the same kind of five, seven minutes because I know it worked once. So I'm like relying on that so I can have the stage time, be comfortable and then just do that material. Cause mm-hmm. it's tried and tested. but now I can feel comfortable playing with other material, knowing that I can, you know, knowing that stuff that I'm coming up with might work in front of an audience right. might. So that was very cool. And yeah. on the heels of that, on the flight home, I'm like there and, and like all week the entire I have to slow down the entire um like 24 hours i had in minneapolis i was just writing bits mm-hmm. and they were just like coming to me constantly i was like oh that's good oh that's good oh that's good cuz i think i was just in that yeah. zone i'm like oh that's really good too oh that's even better. so i thought of all these new bits mm-hmm. and then i was in the on the plane right home i'm like muse the music part of my brain and the comedy part of my brain found each other wow this was crazy <laughs> the music part of my brain all of a sudden i realized i used to think okay so i do music that i can do and i've done for a long time like i'm a musician and i identify as that and i know what to do comedy is this whole other thing like i have to like start from the bottom mm-hmm. and then after performing it i put out this video on my tiktok which was describing that music and comedy are actually siblings in the same family with similar traits they're different mm-hmm. but when I was doing it live and it was working and I felt comfortable the same way I feel uh, when I'm performing music, I was like, this feels like music. In other words, to this, you, to me. Mm. And even afterwards I was getting feedback um, from the headliner who was telling me like the way you commanded the stage and doing it right, just felt very natural to you. Like you've been doing it a while. Mm-hmm. And it's because like, so in music you have like chords that are tension chords and you have, and then you have uh, like, chords that are res- resolution chords that feel mm-hmm. stable so like the punchline, the mm-hmm. setups to your jokes are like the tense chords and then mm-hmm. the punch lines are the resolution right and then the rhythm of the dynamic is is the same thing that happens with music mm-hmm. you set up set up set up punch and the joke lands. like right. there's ways to make it work tension 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 resolve. release tension pre-tension set up tension context right. pre-tension tension tension misdirection back to the one tag it bag it sell it to the butcher in the store that's what was happening yeah. in my head wow it was starting to be like ah like one was one was connecting with the other yeah in, and i was seeing the the parallels that exist obviously yeah. they are different but in, in it, the creation there's a com, there's melody and there's process. comedic cadence like the way you land it all mad matters and right. how it affects the audience right. and and the
1: way you make that beautiful is is the same way Writing a song can be beautiful where you you add your own cadence, your Mm -hmm. own unique cadence to it. Yeah. Where like instead of like resolving immediately, you make it like a little tenser Mm -hmm. where someone else would resolve it quicker and like that's your style. Yes. That's your voice.
0: Correct. And in musical terms, like you could get really technical about it. But the way I was looking at it was um, I have been doing this a while. Even the comedy thing. I just have to sort of adapt to this slightly new style of music, which Mm -hmm. is comedy. Mm-hmm. And it is different, but I was finding more of the similarities that were that were there to help me, as opposed That's really to cool. as opposed to saying, okay, back to the drawing board. Let's start a whole new creative journey again. It's like no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Like just just turn it this way a little bit and use a lot of these tools. It's actually it's not just it's not just that the music is helpful because I'm comfortable on stage and practically. It's actually no, it actually is the same mm-hmm. in a way. I was starting to see all those circuits light up yeah oh that's how it works Mm. so it sort of reveal in performing stand-up when doing it it reveals something to you and when you've been doing music i've been doing music for like 15 years you kind of are able to i don't know how to properly articulate it but like the mirror turns this way you're like oh that's what's happening with with an audience when you're doing stand-up it's it's very musical to me
1: yeah Yeah, because i have
0: that brain having have, have had that muscle worked out for we've a while.
1: spoken about with jordan peterson the why of the why like mm-hmm. why do certain songs work it's because of that like tension release it's because mm-hmm. of that journey you take the, right. the audience through through the song so it's the same
0: yeah and also uh, it's sort of like it's sort of like an athlete who's been playing one sport for a while and then they switch to a different sport the processes are all very similar the results are all very similar you're trying to score that point mm-hmm. you just get there slightly differently so You might not be as experienced in baseball as in basketball or whatever. And basketball is where all your fine-tuned skills are and you don't even have to think about it. But once you play enough baseball, you can start to use your same athletic strategies in one to the other. And you're just trying to score. You just have to get to that arrival differently. You know, that touchdown is different. That's how it was happening for me. And I was like, ah. And then the final cherry on top. And then I'll let you speak the rest of the podcast because I feel like No, this
1: is great. The final cherry
0: on top was, okay, not only do I have the musical background that can help inform the stand-up, but also, how do I make them a part of each other in the same show? Right. And then I started thinking about all these ideas of like... Cool. If When I headline or have an hour or 45 minutes to do, like what I would do. And I thought of this whole thing. And I don't even know if I wrote it down, but it's sort of like a closer part of my set in which I would have the audience sing certain notes and like get them involved and then do bits based off of that. Yeah. You know, imitating other musical styles. Yeah but like using just me and the audience, like the, things like that, big things I was thinking yeah. about as opposed to like, I have a type five. That's all I have. Cause the truth is I have much more than that. I just mm. haven't had the confidence yet to, to, to do it right, all right, and right. expand upon it all. Yeah. And giving yourself permission to do those things is huge. So then it all kind of congealed for me and I saw it. Mm -hmm. And I also saw not only the rec. I saw the show and the act in my head and the recognition from people who I otherwise thought would be way above me and way beyond me. But I could see it projecting like based on just how the comics and the community was reacting to me here. And I'm getting a little too big in my head about it. Like, I'll come back to Earth, but I just had that. I enjoyed that moment for a minute. Yeah, well, it's
1: nice to see you leave Earth. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it's really it's nice yeah. to see that because I feel like you. You've, <laughs> you force your you force yourself back to Earth too yeah. much, so this is nice.
0: I do in general. Yeah,
1: because I think you're afraid of getting into <laughs> a space like this because you're, you're afraid of where it leads. Oh, like psychiatrically. But, yeah. Um, but it's nice to see. It's nice to see you, you, you let, you're letting yourself go a little bit. I don't
0: willfully avoid it. It just doesn't happen that much. I don't go now. Nah, I'm not going to think about it. No, well, I
1: don't think you try to generate it. I think most people try to generate these flow states.
0: I don't think they're so reliable. You know, you have to just do the work on a daily basis. So I'm very big into, like, not waiting for inspiration. No, I take advantage when it's there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not that... Yeah, I'm, you can do both, though. I mean,
0: yeah. like, um, you can do both, but whatever. It's Are you nice trying to, to get see- me to take mushrooms on the podcast right, <laughs> right now? <laughs> um. I don't necessarily – I don't know if I agree with you. I just like accept it when it comes. I'm like, here we go. This is – oh, wow. Here we go. I think it's I think it's all of that pressure over the year whatever, how long I've been putting into it, yeah. finally bursting into some revelation a little bit that I enjoyed finally discovering. Yeah, but, but it, it actually would, would took you, doing the
1: work. Would you push back on this revelation previously?
0: No. No? It's just few and far between because mm. – I hadn't done that yet. It was all speculative. What would, I what would it like if I did comedy and tried mm-hmm. this stuff out? It was all speculation. Right. So I had nothing there. And I hadn't done any creative endeavor that was fully new. I kind of felt this when I started doing videos and they were popping off. And I discovered after years of trying what works with social media, like that was always this like frustrated pursuit for me. Because you put yeah. stuff out, it doesn't work. You try this video, it doesn't work. And then when a couple of things started popping off and the first video started doing well, I'm like... I see. Social media is the show, not the commercial, like right. those big macro cl- clarification moments. Yeah. It's the show. Oh, it's so obvious. You have to put good stuff out there for people to watch. I didn't realize that. I thought you just like promote yourself and then they find the good stuff. Hmm. Same thing here. Oh, you do the stand up. Oh, it is music. Oh, so I feel that. I don't avoid it. I go I I I kind of lean in cuz it's it's like you don't get those moments often when things Finally, like, it's kind of like bursting through the door to discover the treasure. And you're just, you're putting in the work and then you bust it and you're like, there it is. Yeah. But most things don't feel as good as you think they're going to feel. But this did. So I I, I went with it, you know, in, in that kind of feeling. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. What's up with you? And now you've got, <laughs> can you, can you talk about what you have coming up? Is that Not everything. Yet?
0: I can't talk about everything. Stay tuned for okay. announcements. There's certain All things right. I can't talk about yet, but there is cool things in the works and over the next few months, I'll be rolling that out, and we'll talk about it. Um, certain things I have to keep on DL at the moment, but mm-hmm. they, it obviously will be rolled out soon. Cool. Um, yeah. Beyond that, it was an, it was a crazy week last week. That's awesome. And I feel it, like I'm in a different place now. <sighs> yeah. You,
1: yeah, you seem to believe in it, in yourself more.
0: Do I? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. You seem to have embraced it more instead of uh, hedging your bets
0: much just like comedy as that
1: that you can do it right. That there's a there's a place for you in it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's it's like one of those things where I think a lot of people, you know, have to prove something to themselves, mm-hmm. and then that thing starts to happen. But they right. they it can't happen yet until you believe it. But you can't. It's it's almost like when you don't have experience, you can't be confident in something. So you can't fake the confidence Right. until you have the experience. And then once you have the experience, you have the confidence, and then more experience comes. It's a weird...
1: Yeah, there's you know, probably an equation there. Experience plus confidence equals...
0: If you go something. into something and you're confident without experience, you seem like a cocky, overzealous douchebag. It's like, yeah. what is this guy? He's got no street cred. He hasn't done anything. Right. If you've... If you have the experience and you don't have the confidence, then then maybe you've been, I don't. That's kind of a weird equation. But if you have the yeah. experience that builds the confidence, but then that confidence will b- bring more experience. It's a yeah. funny thing. Um, so that was that. That's awesome. Man. Oh, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I don't know if I sounded crazy cocky, but I don't think I'm like going to take over the world anytime soon. But I just no.
1: It's, you sound inspired. Yeah, inspired is the word. Which is uh, which is cool. Yeah. Because it's not that's not a very I'm reasonable place is, to be, bitch.
0: I'm the best day. Is. No, I do feel inspired. It's not a logical place to be.
1: Inspired. It's just a uh, it's an open place to be. I guess so. Spiritual. How's say. the newsletter? <laughs> the newsletter's is good. And, um, <laughs> well, it's I mean, I so I last time we spoke about adapting it for TikTok. Yeah. Um So I did that with two of the stories. They did like double as good as any of my previous tiktoks
0: is it the piano one the bit where the piano
1: one and then the paralyzed one yes um so those were my two In attempts. terms of what when you say better well just like the views i would get when i would do like like little skits in the tiktok
0: manner yeah. of like
1: right. pointing the camera at yourself right 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 those would get I, I know the i know these numbers aren't big but they would get like 600 these got like closer to like 1500 All right. well, well it's just an indication that like in your um, metrics
0: that's good I mean, as far as like yeah, by comparison, it's more.
1: Uh, it's it's more. I guess it's informative niche and entertaining to a certain group of people. Um, yeah, it's informative. It's informative. You. Yeah, it's informative. Um so and, in. and, and I I expected it to be a complete dud. Mm-hmm. I expected like two, so two give- views because because they were like two minutes long. They weren't oh. they weren't long. They weren't like easy to to digest.
0: So without making too much of it, what does that tell you? Um,
1: it tells me I'm on the right. I my my instinct that I had to make it fully formed for TikTok, not an adaptation, but a TikTok was right. Mm -hmm. And that if I keep doing it and keep getting better at it, there could be an audience for it um, to drive people to the newsletter. Eventually (laughs) Um, or not, or just, or, or just that, that's where they consume it. Um, But it's also fun. It's also challenging. Um, Like I started out not knowing how I'm going to do it. Like I have an idea, but I don't know technically how I'm gonna accomplish it. But like I figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that that that's been encouraging. That was good. They
0: were funny, and I can see. I I sent you a video this past week of I forget the creator's name. I would want to credit him, but he did an everything bagels. Get the origin of the everything bagel. It was a a brainchild that could have been yours,
1: right? And it was a great
0: manifestation production-wise of what something funny in your mind could be.
1: Right, right. I, I could see myself writing a story like that, and but it also turned me on to what. What's better off as a TikTok and not a written story? Like some mm-hmm. of the stories I write are, are dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. Um if it's too dialogue heavy, it should probably be acted out, not written. Right. You know? Um, so like trying to take some of those dialogue heavy ones and make them into sketches. Um and then and then also, yeah, trying like the weird stuff. Like there's like my whole life I've fantasized about like how like how do I get this weird idea out to people. And but like, TikTok always, is the way to
0: do it. But your thing is always the written form is the final form, isn't it? In a lot of ways, um, yeah. Ideally, you would want to have a successful blog that everybody reads and is obsessed with.
1: Um, I would want. I would want to put out collections of books like once a year.
0: Collections or, or, or of publish
1: books. in like the New Yorker a right, few times. Right. I mean, like
0: that yeah. you could see being like your creative, the, yeah, flow. The your written, yeah.
1: The written word is what I'm most interested in. But also, like you have to contend with, um, sometimes that's not the best format for certain things, and it's not the best way to reach people.
0: So you, do, but you do see certain things as screenplays that you've written, and certain things as film or whatever. Yeah, you have that too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. as your general thing, so, so t-
1: t- TikTok, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't try to build a TikTok audience like you're doing. It right. would be, it would be an outlet mm-hmm. for a certain kind of idea that works best that way. Right. And if I could find if I could find again those ten thousand people who like a video and and then be like, "If you like this video, check out this newsletter or check out this are podcast. there
0: yeah are there comparable creators you look at that are successful versions of what you would want to do
1: yeah there's writers simon Rich oh, um. Uh-huh. Simon Rich is probably like the best. He's like, you know who he is? You know that movie, uh, The Pickle, The American Pickle? Yes. He wrote he. That's based on one of his short stories. It's Very
0: much something you would write too. Yeah, yeah. yeah he fell
1: into a thing of pickles. And yeah, yeah. He's. I. I didn't. I found out about him f- fairly recently. The movie was very weak. I did not like the movie. Ooh. The story though was great. Yes. Like, well, that's what I mean. That, All premise. That shouldn't be a movie. It should be a, a short story in the New Yorker. And right. That's what it was. I got it. I got it. Um, he like at his his TV. She has another TV show based on his short stories. N- none of literally them literally are...
0: just falls into a thing of pickles yeah. and wakes up in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got... idea is very funny. Yeah, it's very and funny. It idea. stops there. The All mov... the funny in the movie stops. The, the
1: there. movie. I think. I'm, I'm. I've. I'm such. I'm so out on Seth Rogen. Yeah.
0: yeah. I used I
1: used to be so out on him. I, I think he like ruined the the. Yeah, I'm not.
0: He ruined the the genre he created. <laughs>
1: No, not the genre, but like, I I think he, he, his like, uh, I don't know. I guess we we can get into a whole Seth Rogen thing. His like, his, his vibe. I don't want kids. Who wants
0: kids? Ah! Yeah.
1: But it's not, it's like his vibe is phoning it in, in life. Like that's his persona of like why sort of try hard. Right. But then like when you get into a role like that, you have to like. Care. Fully care.
0: What do you mean by phoning it in? Like whatever, I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, well, here, here's, here's, here's the, pr- he he went on Mark Marin and made fun of Jews and specifically Hasidic Jews who support Israel, and like I I really get where he's coming from, like because he he feels like I'm Jewish, I can make fun of my own people. Oh, yeah, You're a Holocaust, and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and at the end of it, it was like he he thought it was a funny bit, but the the part where it hurts the movie is that. In the movie, he plays a Hasidic Jew from a shtetl who gets who, who falls into vat of pickles yeah. and, and 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 wakes up in the future. Yeah, the the part that didn't work so much is he never fully got or embraced the character of Hasidic Jew, right? He he phoned it in. He was like, oh, I know Hasidic Jews. They're like stupid, backwards, dummies so just who believe in God. Yeah. So so you you could tell that's the amount of effort he put into that part of the character, and then the whole thing just sort of pulls, disintegrates after that. Because because that's his character right. of like I don't want characters. I just want to play just video caricatures.
0: Man. No yeah, exact no depth. It's the yeah. same thing we said about the movie about the show Hunters. Remember? Yeah, and we hated that shit. We're like, hey, I had a Jewish grandmother. Let me see if I can make a whole exactly. show about it. And he orders chicken soup at yeah. the diner because that's what Jews do. Yeah, I and then in,
1: I'm watching a James Gray movie now. Um, he's the guy who made Ad Astra.
0: Oh, that movie sucked.
1: So, so yeah, so right. It's not for everybody. It's not for everyone. He made he makes these movies with, with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. So whatever. Just in contrast to that, it, it's about we ju- are here
0: on Uranus and the planet Neptune, five hundred <laughs> yards away. And I didn't love you. I didn't love your mother. That's my Tommy Lee Jones. And and they I just, still love you. That I don't care that you love me. Let me go. I don't care. <laughs> You know, I gets in that monotone voice. <laughs> and they
1: just totally ignored the like time difference of planets, like.
0: What like, was going uh, on? The movie
1: It was a movie about like it, it's it was it was a very like like the type of movie I love, boring movies where nothing happens, Nothing. but they marketed it as like a space adventure. That was you the problem. You like the deception. I love, I love movies that I would never recommend to a friend. Like I would <laughs> never sit down with my wife and watch this movie. Never.
0: It was but a plane. I, I saw it on the plane. Them. Yeah.
1: So I'm watching one now. Right. Awful plane. movie. You're right. It was like ad asteroids yeah, sweeping they're, the nation they're on the moon. They're like shooting each other. Out it of, happens like, for three seconds and the rest of it yeah. is. It's about a, fa- <laughs> it's about a father and son. <laughs> And nothing happens me. Yeah, nothing them. happens. I love those movies. Oh my god, that so was So he made another movie about this like uh this like family living in like uh Brighton Beach or whatever. Just 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 to con- contrast it with Hunters and like this family owns a laundromat and like I'm watching it and there's a scene in the laundromat and the, the dad yells at the son and he walks back and then you see on the wall there's like a tiny little picture of the of the above Cherebi mm. on the wall. Like not a religious family, but like it's that's so true. Like these Russian families living in Brighton Beach who, ha- who are not religious would have a little sticker of, of a Rebbe on the wall. That, the opposite of Seth Rogen. That's the type of detail of someone who really inhabits the world that mm-hmm. makes a, a, a film come alive. And, that, that, and that's why Hunters was dead and that's why Pickle yeah. Story was dead because they don't have that understanding.
0: American Pickle, right? Something like that, yeah. I, you know what's, what's interesting is I even feel like to the non-affiliated audience, those details – have a weird subconscious emotional effect, uh-huh. even if they don't notice. Right. So it's like when you're watching a caricature that lacks depth, you might not be aware of why it doesn't feel real, but the, the Jews or whoever, whichever culture it's yeah. it's trying to represent does. And it affects everybody. Yeah. Because you're watching something that just lacks yeah. depth and, re- and something compelling about it.
1: A friend of mine said the most brilliant thing once. He was, it was right after college. He had this job he hated, and he was obsessed with opening his own business so he would go home every night and like work out the financials of, of opening up a kosher bar in new york city mm-hmm. this was like his obsession very grounded like like really spreadsheet after spreadsheet and market research and everything and he he was ready to like invest in it and quit yeah. his job and do it and someone came to him and they're like they're like um do you, like how badly do you want to run this bar and he's like i don't know not really i just hate my job and i think it'll do well and he's like he's like here's cuz this guy owned bars he's like here's my one piece of advice if you don't want to be in that bar, no one else is going to want to be in that bar. Your energy coming into work every day mm-hmm. will be contagious, and if you don't love it, no the bar is going to die cuz no one else is going to want to be there. And I think it's the same way with movies. Like you can feel the way people feel making the movie. It just yeah. it comes through somewhere.
0: I mean, it's everybody that's a true tried and tested truism about all artistic and any kind of pursuit like with songwriting we used to yeah. say if you can't 100% get behind this song and think it's worth hearing, nobody will want to hear it. Mm -hmm. You have to be the first one, the first advocate that really believes in it. Right. The other thing is about process. I keep hearing, seeing these videos, and I kind of swipe past them because I already agree with them, Mm -hmm. where it's like, Goals happen along the way, but the process is what you should be obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Not the goals, not where you're going to reach. If you don't like what you're doing along the way, but want to get to a certain point, like out of this other job or to this specific status point, Mm -hmm. you're going to be miserable because then it'll happen. You'll be like, oh, that's not what I expected it to be. You really have Mm -hmm. to be in love with what you're doing every single day. And it's true. Like I found that like with music and trying to get songs placed in films and television and stuff, those were amazing days. But the months leading up to them were also great. I just mm-hmm. loved making it and doing it process, right? right? But it's true. Mm-hmm. I do love it. Like you have to love that stuff just like you love writing it no matter where it ends up. If you right. don't, you're doomed to fail because those little things will be – leave things – Those when you hit the milestones, they might leave something to be desired mm-hmm. if you don't love what you're doing and being constantly fulfilled by it. Right. Then you hope that these goals will help move things along, so you can continue right. to do what you want to do. Right.
1: So I think you can tell in in a movie when someone's not in love with a part of the character, or yeah. they don't fully understand where the where that part of the story comes from. Right. It it like it trickles in. Um. So yeah. So I mean, Simon Simon Rich is probably the best example of what mm-hmm. I want to do. Um. There's somebody. Oh, it's George Sand. It's George George Saunders, who I mentioned another time. He mm-hmm. wrote. Pastorilia he won uh, a the Booker prize which is mm. like a big deal for one of his other books
0: this is really in your world I don't follow any of this stuff
1: yeah yeah it's I mean it's it's like uh, I mean George Saunders is like in other words one of boring. the great American writers no, just kidding it's cool um
0: yeah, these
1: things. <laughs> well, it's—I mean, it's different. It, you it's can not, take hot
0: steamy dumps on some of the things I do. It's not, we invite that. It's
1: not performance. What you do—what do you, you do—is—is is performance? Like you're—you want to get a rise a out of the crowd. I'm a whore. Well, I—I I, I think that's your art, and—and in, right. in, that's your art. You love—you love being on stage and, yeah. and working a crowd. Yeah. Like that's. You yeah, um, your stage is a different thing. It's a different I like medium. working like a paragraph. Like that's my. And you like working? Like you
0: like getting in the head right. of people. Right. And having an impact, but right. not in a live or performative setting, right? That yeah. kind of thing.
1: If I could do it without people, that would be ideal.
0: <laughs> well, we should do the podcast live. Yes. When we're huge, we'll do the <laughs> podcast live, and I'll bring you right out there. <laughs> and you'll—I uh, think you might—you might enjoy it more than you think.
1: There's this um a No, I a. do. I do. I'm, I know. my some of my best moments were like ba- uh like speeches I gave at like bachelor parties. I know which one's we're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. My um,
0: most middle son. That was great. That was one of the best. My middlemost son. Is it middlemost <laughs> My most? middlemost son. Yeah. My middlemost son. That is a great speech. Yeah, so I, I wanna... Underappreciated by the room, but I was dying. People liked it. I think people liked it. Yes, but they didn't I think they all liked it. It was a hit. But I felt like I liked it even more. You know what I mean? And you were... I I, I was laughing on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. So that would be my, like, if
1: I could write a story and then perform it for an audience, I think that would probably be my happiest.
0: Weddings and bachelor weekend speeches. You could do that for a living.
1: Well, I mean, I I could do it with a a story. Um, I wonder... Bachelor parties are special because... Yeah, yeah. You know, Michael's doing a knows, dramatic yeah. read this weekend. No, people do that. Yeah. You know, they have open mics for, for storytellers yeah, 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 and, sure. and things like that. Um, yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, no, obviously we have different uh, vices and addictions of what gets us off, but... Yeah. I'm
1: still uh, working on my Keurig set, though.
0: Okay. I yeah. can't wait to hear that. <laughs> That's all yours. You can have that joke. <laughs> One thing that was fun, Michael, and maybe it's something for down the road, is yeah. when, we were, when I was riffing bits off of you and we were mm. kind of writing bits and then testing them. Yeah, we're good at that. That was good. Yeah. And I thought that was another thing I thought of post-stand-up set. I was like, man, so I've worked out. Of, I've been writing and writing and writing. But then I threw it to Michael and then he tossed it back with some new stuff. Yeah. And then we ran that through the experiment and mm. it worked. That was cool. I could be your... Uh, Slave. Adam McKay. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I've heard of, obviously, I know stand-ups who write with people. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what I'm asking you, Michael, <laughs> I'm no, just yeah, saying... Yeah, yeah. You know, you
1: know a, lot of, a lot of times you'll hear a stand-up t- throw out a name you've never heard before, yeah. and they're like, he's the most important person in my life. Right. Like, I couldn't do that's, anything that's without him. That's what I'm him. saying,
0: Michael. <laughs>
1: I always found that interesting, like um, Neil Brennan and Chris Rock is right. a good example. No one knew who Neil Brennan was right, right, right. until they knew. But then
0: you know, I realized the value of having another audience when I bounce a joke off you, and then you like enhance it. It's more fun because it's been yeah. a solitary pursuit for me doing right, comedy. Right, right. Right, doing these videos, all of it. I have this dream of having like a whole media company where I'm not like barstool per se, but I get to do this stuff with a team. Mm-hmm. When I got to do this in Minneapolis, they're filming me and lab lab miking me up, and mm-hmm. we get to have fun with it. I like right. the, I'm an extrovert, so I like that right. as opposed to the lab, which is fun, but it, that that can wear on me. Yeah, you know? and you, it gives you accountability. It gives you a sense of collaboration, which I always enjoy more. I'm always, that's always preferable to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Writing comedy can be difficult because sometimes you're like no this is funny this is the way I want it to be but I'm generally much more favorable to collaborative things. Some people don't like to work with anybody, but I'm not like that.
1: Yeah, you know? I find it tough. I like I like ed- I like editing a lot. Like I yeah. like seeing a stand up set and thinking yeah, yeah. of ways to improve it. Sure. Yeah. But
0: anyway, how's Miami? Let's talk Miami first. Miami, for a I
1: was there. I went Sunday night to no, don't, not even Sunday night. Monday morning to Tuesday morning. A very, last
0: minute wedding? Very, yeah, a
1: friend, a good friend said, a Thursday night said, I'm getting married on Monday night. Wow. It's a small wedding. He's like, you guys just had a kid, so I don't expect you to come. But uh, Sarah, Sarah's very cool. She's mm-hmm. like, flights for like $180. You should go. So I went. Um, Miami, wow. the, the moment I got there, I just, you know, like this, it felt like the city itself was saying, this place is not for you.
0: I love Miami.
1: I, Can you explain? I like it. I feel like in Miami, Miami's a little bit like.
0: Great Will Smith song, by the way. Yeah,
1: well, yeah I was thinking about that. The whole City time. of Heat. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miami's like a place where, like, it's like high school where, like, certain personalities and certain good looking people do well and, like, everyone else doesn't. I feel like um, LA, LA might be like that too, mm. where, like, um, it's just like. It's it's just it's just meant for certain types of people. Certain types of people thrive there. And then I I just feel like if I moved to Miami, nothing would go my way. Interesting. It's just like if not based on anything. Thing after thing just doesn't go my way there. I thought people don't want me there. It's like
0: I thought with Miami, what's happened recently is it's gotten a little more culture, it's gotten a little more vibe to it. There's like an arts district, there's a lot of food. Especially kosher food for me. There's a ton of that.
1: Apparently it's the best kosher food city. It is. It, uh, is, it is. 100%. Who said that, um, me. <laughs> uh, eat food, Food. peace, oh. pray, love. Julia Roberts? No, I can't believe I can't remember the name now. Um, anyway. Um,
0: uh, a foodie? Like an Instagram yeah, foodie? Yeah, an
1: Instagram. A pea, it's like uh, peas and carrots
0: or something. Pe- peas, pe- peas, peas, love, love and carrots.
1: carrots? Said it's the best kosher food. Uh, kosher food it, it in the world it has the best food 100% yeah. I mean
0: the Surfside Aventura area yes yeah, so that's where I stayed did you eat at Acairico
1: no I went to the supermarket and got, got oh how sushi. delicious I
0: love the soup it's my favorite you didn't go to the restaurants I, I was, guess only, you didn't I was time. there I literally had an hour and a half I think it's myself. I, I I mean I love Florida and I love Miami I do
1: I do. I, I wanted to live but there I love visiting when I, when I was I there
0: know. I like
1: I, I want I get the, I get the attraction of it for sure yeah it's an amazing place yeah um, so but I just feel like I don't belong there. Like I got in, I got there, I, I walked around the airport for half an more hour. More than when you I, visited I, LA? I couldn't find the exit of the airport. That was the first sign. Right. I, could, I just couldn't figure out how to get out of the airport. Okay. Then I get out and I'm looking for the Uber thing and I'm walking for another 20 minutes trying to find where the Ubers are. Right. And then I just see these cabs. So I'm like, I'm like, I, maybe, maybe the airport doesn't want to work with Uber, so they make it impossible to find it. Uh-huh. So I get it. I I I asked the guy how much the cab is. It's like $5 more than the Uber. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I guess I have to take it. And then I get in the cab and on the highway, he's like, oh, no, where you're going, it's like $20 more than, than the thing. He wouldn't turn the AC on. So I'm like sitting in there like 45 um. minutes. I'm sweating. I'm paying a lot of money. I'm like pissed off and I'm just like this this is this is Miami for me just oh, sitting wow. in a cab just being in the wrong car. Right. This is what it's going to be like for me.
0: I think I've been going to Florida a bunch over the last couple of years yeah. just going into Boca and then jumping see, to Miami. I think you would do well there. I I'm, I actually Are you
1: thinking pretty? My my first thought there <laughs> actually was um I I like that you guys are here now but I could see how like you could end up here. In Florida. Yeah, in, in Miami like it's, I, a, I it's a cool about, life there.
0: Yeah. I it's worry. interesting. Miami itself, maybe, but anywhere else in Florida, the problem is it could be nice and pleasant, but you're not really adjacent to any city. I feel like it's like almost culture yeah, so Well, yeah, I would But Miami mind. isn't like that. I don't think I'd live in Miami. Maybe. Why not? I don't know. Is it expensive? Did, did you see Parker? Sorry, did you see I Friends? Stayed, that's
1: where I stayed. Yeah, I stayed with Jeremy.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Perfect for him. <laughs> Miami. Do they love it?
1: Well, he's gonna be. He'll he'll be on the podcast. I would love
0: to have him on uh, future guest. um, It
1: ain't ain't perfect, Uh but I think he likes it. I mean, he's he's a block and a half away from the beach and from all the kosher restaurants. It's like amazing, but
0: it's trying it out kind of thing. From what my understanding about yeah, I think as much as everyone is everybody. That's another time. Everybody I talk to,
1: yeah.
0: I used to think it was just us. That's That's a here's a good theme for us to discuss. It's never just you. Yeah. You always think you have these, like, you're going through something. I feel like everything that individuals go through is more often than not, probability-wise, universal. Yeah. Which I think is so interesting. How many times have you been going through something or whatever, and then you find out a thousand, like, oh, so many. Oh, it's like, yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah. And you never want to talk about it. Yeah. You think it's just you. Here I am, moving here from the West Coast after 10 years back to the East Coast. That's been my experience. Obviously, feeling amorphous and unsure and unsettled and adapting and all of that, mm. thinking it's just me because who else moved across the country? Some people have moved and relocated, but I guess a lot of people sort of have. And it's like a post COVID amorphous feeling. Everybody I talk to, well, how's the just moved to a new suburb or whatever? They moved out of the city. How's it? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's well, figuring it out. That's like the answer I get consistently from different people in different communities and stuff. And I'm like, that's interesting. I feel like this trauma, post-pandemic trauma, mm. has, like, socially affected everybody in a weird way where people don't know where they are. Yeah. It's, 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 it's lifted, it's swept the ground out from under people. You know what
1: the word for it is? Precarious. There's like, I, I read, I forgot who said this, but they said, like, we're the precarious generation.
0: I don't think that's a word, Michael. Where
1: yeah. everything, our, our careers have never felt stable. Mm. Um, like, our finances never felt stable. And now living situations don't feel stable. Interesting. Because of the pandemic, of like, yeah. I'm here now. Who knows what's going to happen? Right. Like, I you don't can't know. project.
0: You, it, it exactly. Di- it disrupted the whole sense of projection. Right. When it, beforehand, I was like, I know right. where I'll be next year in the year. I'll probably be here. Right. And, and I'm fine right. with that.
1: And it, it used to be like, if, if you become a lawyer, And, like, you get into a good law firm, in 10 years, you'll be a partner. Right. Like, you you can project that forward and buy a house because in 10 years, you're going to be a partner. It's not like that anymore, Mm. even with the stable careers, let alone all the other careers.
0: I think Um, that's been... But that
1: feeling is like, yeah.
0: That's been the scariest thing post-COVID, I think, in that COVID broke that fourth wall of, Mm. like, anything can happen. I think Trump did. No. No. Maybe. Yes. No, the point is, what I mean is when I... I took- Trump allowed COVID to happen, <laughs>
1: like, in the collective, like, conscious. No, no, no.
0: But what I mean is, yes. What do you mean? Like, Donald Trump's going to be president? And yes. So that like, was the... Well, maybe that was the first one, the yeah, first hit. Yeah. But the final blow was like, what, what do you mean? We're, we're going to cancel the NBA and all sports this year? Give me a break. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, no. What, what, what do you mean, Just what, what do you mean? Kids are just, like, not going to go to school for the rest of the year? Right. What, are you just going to cancel all schools? Every single one all over the world? Come yeah. on. And then, so it just kept, kept breaking those precedents yeah. that we rely on as stable fixtures that don't change. Yeah. What, wait, 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 what do you mean? You're just going to cancel every single concert on earth yeah. for what? A year? That doesn't happen. And it did. Yeah. And I just think we're shell-shocked by the fact that that happened. Yeah. And it messes with your sense of stability and like your sense of mental stability. That for sure. You know, oh, I could be here, but who knows? Like any anytime you plan things and think like the weight of plans has, yeah. has been shaken.
1: Yeah. I mean, the truth is it's, that's always been the reality. Just now people are acting like it,
0: but it really hasn't because the pandemic is the first of its kind in our lifetime. No,
1: but the, the fact that you can plan as much as you want, but anything can happen.
0: But was that always... was always a theoretical until the pandemic. Um, think about it. Even nine eleven, which was such a big trauma in our like teenage years, a week later we were back at school. Well, before
1: the pandemic, what could you plan a year in advance that that you were that you for sure knew was going to be possible?
0: You could plan anything and assume more likely than not that that you'll be at school tomorrow yeah, and but, this will rise but, again. But it was just, it this was will- just
1: an assumption. Yes, but, the likelihood but, of that but, plan. But probably. every
0: year up until the pandemic, yeah. those things generally fell in exactly as they were supposed to. The NBA started at this time. School started in September. Summer. Yeah, but there, like the, other, this vacation happened. This thing. But happened. other things. I'm saying we didn't have this. We haven't been living in this cycle of you know everything is up in the air. But now we are in a sense where that possibility is very real because things actually did shut down for as long as they did. That's what I think. I'm I
1: mean, specifically with like events and and things getting canceled, sure. But I think the, the 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 percentage likelihood that something would go as planned, I think, is probably about the same as as it was in 1995.
0: But nothing happened then to demonstrate that it was possible. Right. So
1: we, we didn't behave that way, but if, if someone plans a vacation in ninety five for nineteen ninety seven, yes. the likelihood let's say that that was ten percent likely to go as planned, it's it's the same ten percent likelihood in twenty twenty two as it would be in
0: I guess. I don't see how that, that affects any psychologically. You're you're planning for let's say for the year or the next six months. Yeah. I well, what I'm, I, I'm, what just I'm saying. saying
1: now, is- now we act like it. We we act instead like this, of acting though, like it's it, not possible, but now we act ne- like it is. But it
0: never happened to the point that it did where things that you never th- that were that could never be canceled, like all of school. Yeah. That were fixtures in in society, like our institutional fixtures, that's never gonna happen. It's like it's one like, what, what no one's gonna go outside? What? Come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But they didn't. So the fact that, that really happened, I I think has shook people. For sure. It was always a possibility. We never lived with that possibility because it didn't happen. So now that it's happened and broke that, it's almost like a violation in our relationship to reality. It's like you're in a relationship with reality mm. and reality punched you in the face. It's like the first time a husband right. beats the wife. It's like they always got into fights, but he never, it was never got physically abusive. And if you step over that but, line and physically abuse a partner or something, but, now you're in but, a different place where you're always looking at your partner. With there's suspects. no
1: reality. There's just your perception of reality. The reality was anything can get canceled at any time. Your perception was there's some sort of stability. Perception is reality. Perception. Perception.
0: Perspective. <laughs> Perception. <laughs> Context is king. What I'm saying is there was always the possibility in a toxic relationship <laughs> in a husband and wife for the husband to beat the wife. It was always yeah, possible. She, just wasn't she didn't live with that fear because yeah. it wasn't likely. But then if he does it, all of a sudden that likelihood does change is all I'm saying. Now we are in a different situation because he's done it before so the likelihood goes up that he could do it again.
1: And Because he's showing that
0: he's capable of doing I'm saying it. Was this is a strange likelihood. likelihood. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know if the math is true on that. We have to have a mathematician on Okay, let's get someone. Yeah. Um, I have someone in mind. I'll tell you after the pod who it is. (laughs) He recently texted us. All right. Yeah, so we'll have him on. You're thinking, you're thinking. Math Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you after the pod Um, for discretion. That's a good place to end. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. In any event, I just feel like everything is shaken up and we're still doing what we can, but hopefully, I don't know, it feels like... I told we've talked about, spoken about this that like we've had our generational trauma. Yeah, doesn't compare. Obviously, you don't want to compare to previous generations, but we went through something semi-real. Oh yeah, you know I'm saying that 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 among the ranks, yeah, the the ranks of like historical things that you hear about, we had a lucky
1: streak. Well, we've had a crazy. We had nine eleven, and then Trump, and now this. Those are three like this can't happen in America. We we don't. Did believe you just that. compare
0: Trump to nine eleven?
1: Trump getting elected was like as shocking. You can, a
0: newcomer as shocking. You are saying, um, shock. Yeah, as shocking, shocking or as bad?
1: No, no, no. no I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying bad. I'm not saying bad. As shocking. I'm
0: clarifying that.
1: As yeah. um, yes. As yeah. un as, so as, the as likelihood surreal. was zero percent, and right. then it went to hundred percent. Right. Like right. there won't be a terror. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I do. And then the pandemic. So uh, yeah, our yeah, we our be? idea, right, of like. Right. right. Us Russia. Maybe us especially. In our
0: lifetime. But that doesn't affect us as directly, but we hope for the best. But that – also these things that are like breaking norms of what you think is just life as we know it.
1: Yeah, that's why I think like um – I, I think, I, I obviously couldn't prove this. You know how, like, when one person commits suicide, it's, like, contagious, like, because mm-hmm. now it's a possibility? Right. I think the po- when possibilities of, like, the 0% likelihood thing happens, right. it opens the doors for other things. Oh. Like So like, there's a thread here like, from because Trump to the pandemic pa- I, I to think, Russia. I think, like, mythically, uh, in, in the way we, we mystically think. Mythically or mythically? Like, mythically, like, um, like things i I'm, i'll try to articulate like things can only happen that humanity sort of allows to happen like putin can invade if like collectively we don't we don't allow it in some sort of way like so
0: that's your military strategy putin don't invade putin don't <laughs> yeah, invade
1: yeah like it it
0: He stopped. Yes.
1: It was so impossible, but now, like, we all believe anything's possible, so it almost, like... Gives permission. Yeah, it gives permission to someone like that to do something impossible.
0: What you're saying is probably true in, like, the arc...
1: I can't believe you're not pushing back on this. No, in the
0: arc of history... Yeah. It's not like we we were making things up out of thin air. It's more like when certain things become violated right. and pushed, you push the line to here. Right. Everybody accepts it as a new right. reality, and now everybody meets up into that point.
1: Yeah, like, so, like when when we put a man on the moon, yeah. that it was like, well, why can't we make the internet? Mm-hmm. Why can't we cure cancer if we did that? It's like, if the whole world shut down, why can't we do this? Yeah. up, baby. No, wait, wait, wait.
0: Here's one tr- controversial thought to Okay. Though. Disney par- uh, just announced. Did you hear what they're doing at no. the theme parks? It's causing a huge stir. No, um, I'm going to Florida for Passover. I'm going to be near the park, so this is very relevant to me. They, I think they announced that they're getting rid of all references to boys and girls at the theme parks, making it fully gender neutral. Wow. what are your thoughts on that? Um, and I people are people I are think going it's fine. crazy. Who cares? You do, yeah. Well, who? you don't think that is so bizarre. <sighs>
1: I, I mean, is it so bizarre? I, why do there need to be references in the first place to boys and girls?
0: Well, because if you're going to, first of all, they, they, they know they're trying to the appeal to such a small are. subset of the population. Do you ever see the people? First of all, the, if you want to be inclusive towards a different community, a trans community, why does that mean the negation of the gender binary? The elimination of boys and girls. But
1: who, who, who holds the gender binary so dearly? They're like, my boy needs to see the word boy. I hear like, that. Who cares? Maybe
0: it's not as big a deal as the people, like, you know, getting upset about That's it. That's what I would think. But I, I do think it's just a very bizarre aspiration. Like, let's not refer, like, I don't get who it well, really do you know why, helps. Do you know why
1: they're doing it? Probably because of the don't say gay stuff. They got pushed back on.
0: Maybe, which I think is, sure. from what I've looked into is a, is, is a you know what? It's not. Don't say gay.
1: I don't even. I honestly don't even know what it is. But I know Disney. There's a bill in Florida. My understanding is it. they're
0: they're 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 saying that you, this for like first or kindergarten to third grade, don't have sex education and gender uh, education for kids that age. Oh, and
1: it got it got. Spoilers. And now they're saying they're say saying gay. forbidding
0: the saying the word gay. Or something like that. They mm-hmm. don't want they don't want kids that like from kindergarten. Right. This is probably the kindest way I'm thinking about the bill. Right. I'm seeing it from like the right wing media sources, but the left wing is claiming they're banning the word gay in the classroom. And the right wing is saying, no. We're just saying don't teach kids, don't impose sexual ideology or right. gender ideology on children. It's not for them. And let parents talk about it, which seems reasonable to me. But the point is, I just I, I think that this is a very weird place to be like, you know, like the Leah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Is the the swimmer who yeah. was ranked 450 something as a male yeah. swimmer and is now number 1 as a woman, as a woman. Yeah. and she's up there with a bump and you're like with a bulge i mean it's like so that's a man baby didn't it get, hmm? she didn't
1: get uh, she didn't get a sexual won. reorientation surgery
0: i don't know i don't know how do you so.
1: compete I don't know. I don't know. I thought, like, at least physically you had to be...
0: But physically you also have the testosterone and all the years and years of building up muscle mass as a man, and then you... I don't know what she is. I don't know what's going on.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm curious about that.
0: But a lot of women are getting pissed off. You know? Imagine you're, like, the father of a woman who's been training and training and training. What? The blowback is coming. Uh, I think it is. I really think it is. And it's going to be, like, feminists versus the trans community, like people who, like, stand up for women's rights or whatever. Now, I don't want to put a... I don't want to stick something in the ground here and like make this my case because it all seems very like small to me, yeah. like a small corner of the debate. Yeah, this whole thing, but I'm also it just. I was gonna do a video once of uh, like uh, the new version of "Kiss the Girl" from uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, by your my by your my, we gonna kiss the person. Whoa <laughs> whoa sha-la-la-la-la-la. by your my, you got the person too shy. He gonna <laughs> kiss the person. <laughs> I find it weird. I find it a very misguided virtue signal yeah. to say, let's not talk about boys and girls anymore. Like you, who, who says yeah. that's offensive. And the other thing is, have you seen the demographic of people who go to Disney world? Huh. They're storm, the right. capital people. As, uh, <laughs>
1: as, as Tim Dillon said, it's uh it's 50 year old couples who's never seen each other's genitals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're in, they're in <laughs> wheelchairs and they're not disabled. <laughs> They're walking around in motorized <laughs> carts. These are storm the capital folk, yeah. Trump supporters who are paying the bills yeah. at
1: Disney. World. No, but their employees were pissed off about the don't say stuff. Is that what stuff. it came from? And I I have to imagine they wanted to change the conversation in right. the press to like now this is what people talk about.
0: Obviously, because I don't trust Disney as a massive corporation to like actually care about you this
1: morals. Yeah. Right.
0: So, but but they're trying to like appeal to what they think is popular. And my whole thing is also. I don't think that that idea is popular.
1: Right. I. I. Your your virtue
0: signaling to try to appeal to the masses, yeah. and it's, a, it's not yeah. a masses. Well,
1: thing. That, the employees is the thing. All these corporations uh-huh. have their, their leaders and human
0: resources. They're are all very the employees liberal, very actually woke.
1: demand it. So what are you going to do? Like Netflix is the same thing. Right. Like, it ended up being like twelve people on Netflix who were pissed off about Dave Chappelle.
0: Right. But
1: it's internal, so you have to you have to do something about it.
0: Right. It falls to me in the category of like this fringe and then most reasonable people who can say whatever. Like a reasonable trans person saying, I don't care that they say boys and girls. It's it's not trauma to me to hear that. Right. Right? Right. And that's even most reasonable people who are trans might feel that way, but we wouldn't know. So we're distracted by this conversation, which is... You could say it's a small conversation, or it's a small amount of people, but it's Disney, which is huge. Yeah. So it affects culture and media and everything. Yeah. But the Daily Wire is now putting hundred million dollars into children's animation, so that'll be fun. Are they really? Yeah, they announced oh. that they're investing into children's programming. Now that's a problem too, mainly because creatives. We've talked about yeah, this. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. Th- oh, this is the final point. I do think that as the woke gets more and more crazy regular people start to do stuff for the right of center. So in Mm. other words, like Adam Carolla and TJ Miller and all these people who aren't conservative comics or entertainers, are being embraced by those outlets, so that stuff, that art on the right of center will get better because oh, it will just be more centrist. That's interesting. All
1: right.
0: So that's my hope that children animation will just look like regular animation, right? And right. not be all like, "Here's a song about the founding fathers and why they are perfect. We, George right. Washington, never did anything wrong. Don't say you did anything mm-hmm. wrong. You know, like, yeah, it'll just be normal.
1: Right? And the well, woke yeah, will just yeah. become the
0: woke, and you'll have kissed the person. Whoa, right. whoa.
1: There will be normal artists who want their money, and they'll take it.
0: Like, yeah, you know. and they'll be like, okay, here, here's a good yeah. they're, they're sponsoring my tour. I'll do it with them. They're, they're just normal. All yeah. they want is normal. Yeah. You know, whatever. And not like agenda. Yeah. As it's sort of like with COVID, as more and more people started to say, okay, I think it's done, yeah. those people were not Trumpies. They were just like, I think it's done.
1: Are you going to see Ben Shapiro in Florida?
0: Yeah. Cool. No, I'm going to Orlando. Oh. I'm not going to see him. But I'll send regards. I'll send him a letter.
1: <laughs> I you. just heard a, a rabbi talking about. He's like in touch with Ben Shapiro for some reason, and okay. they're like, uh, they're like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get Ben Shapiro to come to Israel and just give an hour long talk on on the human soul, <laughs> and everyone laughed. He's like, wouldn't that be amazing if Ben Shapiro just talked about the soul for an hour? I guess it was something funny, but no, because like it's like he's so Jewish, but yes. like it's like that would be. He was making a joke. He's making a joke. Okay. He's making a joke. He's like, he's like, he's making a joke. Mm.
0: Well, anyway, that's yeah. the latest in pop culture media here on Buckle Up, episode Number twenty-five. 25. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la, by your mic, kiss the person. <laughs> <laughs> we finger scissored Michael. I miss you. <laughs>